0: Wow, we are live once again. Uh, Steven Presley here, your host from Thunderpop, the podcast, Thunderpop show as well. Uh, I'm here on the st- in the studio in the Thunderpop Dome. <sighs> anyway, we are going to be recording a mini episode tonight uh, that is our reaction and review to Captain America Civil War. Uh, I'm going to have Johnny Lightfoot on via, I believe, Skype. Or we're going to get on um, phone, or maybe we'll just both be on Instagram and we'll send each other pictures back and forth, uh, and that'll be the podcast.
1: Find pop.
0: It's time.
1: Okay, I lied. the pop
0: Oh, Thunderpup. Uh, Anyway, I'm, so we're prepping, I'm prepping for that. While I'm prepping, here's some interesting things that I found. Uh, first of all, did you know that the more you know... Anyway, did you know that Tess, Tessa Thompson... She is the starlet bombshell who was in the recent Creed, Rocky movie, Adonis Creed's love interest. She has been cast to be in the new Thor movie. And there's a lot of speculation online whether she's going to play Thor's love interest or whether she's going to be a new superhero. There's even speculation that she could be the new Captain Marvel. So that may be something that we might discuss on this mini episode of the podcast. Uh, A couple of things I have been... As we, since we started this podcast back in October, late October, I've been kind of feeling things out and evolving it as we go along. Um, by the way, I'm vertical filming and I don't know if it works for live because it looks weird on my screen. So I don't know how this is going to turn out. Jazz One is the, uh, is the guy that always polices the uh, people that film uh, with their phones like this instead of like this. And I'm doing like this, which is the way you're supposed to film. But on live, we'll see how that works. Anyway, uh, what was was I thinking about? What was I talking about? What were you talking about? What were you thinking about? Even more important. I don't know. Uh, Okay, so yeah, we've been kind of reworking the podcast as we go along. And what I found is I put so much post-production into an episode of the podcast. and So we'll record a podcast and we'll usually do... One or two topics, we'll have an open to the show, and then we have our bits that we do.
1: Feed the read.
0: Like our ongoing bits. And then, so, one of the things I found is I put so much post-production in adding... We don't have an in-studio producer, so we don't have someone live that can hit the button on certain things while we're recording, like they do in radio. So, I put so much post in, and especially, with, especially in the very beginning... I have a lot more respect for people now than I ever did that work in radio. The stuttering. The uhs and the uh and the er and the ah and the uh and the ooh. Anyway, all those things, you cut all those things out so you can try to make it a more pleasant experience for the listener when they're listening to the audio. The other thing is I put in a lot of posts. So like when I'm listening to the podcast as I'm editing, I hear an opportunity or a spot where I think a good sound bite...
1: Thunderpop in association with these nuts productions, got 'em.
0: Or a good sound effect, or a little jingle thrown in, sounds good. Star Wars is so galactic and solo charismatic.
1: Makes me kinda asthmatic. If I had to give his mathematic, maybe he wouldn't have spasmatic. The force of course says wide awake baby, and Princess Lear is a universe's hottest girl. girl.
0: And sometimes I have that already on on Q. And other times I have to go look for it. I have to go mining. I have something in my head and I go mining for it. So I'm a bit of a perfectionist when it comes to that. And what I found, it takes us a god-awful time to finish one of these podcasts after I finish recording it. And that's been an Achilles heel because sometimes we'll record a podcast about, say, for example, Batman versus Superman. And you want it to be out like really quick because it's relevant since the movie just came out. And next thing you know, it's a month later, and I've I barely got the podcast finished. So what I've been doing is trying to figure out ways to get information like that out a little bit quicker. So what I've figured out now is when we've got stuff that we want to get out like really quick, like a Captain America Civil War uh, response show, that will be a mini-episode. I can do a quick little mini-episode like I did after Prince died. I, I, th- I threw up a real quick little mini-episode to give my experience of the day Prince died. So, same thing with these things like Civil War Captain America. Big movie, huge movie. I don't want it to be another month before I have an episode out about Captain America Civil War. So we do a little mini-episode, probably about 15 minutes. It's quick, it's fast, it gives us our, re- our immediate initial responses on the movie. And then later, two weeks out, we've got another episode, like a full episode finished. A full episode with the dressing and the gravy. And on on the bigger episodes also I think we will hit kind of like long-term topics. So things that are sort of, you could finish that episode two months later and there would still be very relevant and still could talk about it. So like an example, you could do an episode that talks about t-shirt pop culture art on t shirt pop art on t-shirts, like this Chewbacca t-shirt. And you could have an artist on that does the designs for those t-shirts. That's just an example. I don't have that episode planned. But that would be an episode. You could put that up anytime. Okay, so there you go. Some examples. I'm due to call Johnny Lightfoot so we can talk Captain America Civil War. A lot of things to talk about with that movie. It's gonna be hard to consolidate it down to a 15-20 minute edit, but we're going to go for it and uh, let's try it out. So this week we're gonna record that. I'm also finishing up a full episode I recorded with Johnny Lightfoot that we talked about Star Wars rumors on the web already for Star Wars Episode 8 and there are some good ones. Another thing we're working on is I'm hoping in the next couple of weeks to finally record a full Thunderpop episode uh, or a Thunderpop Extra at least which will be sort of a of an in-between a mini episode and a full episode is a thunder pop extra. So uh, there's no time for me to ramble on about anything else randomly about like how much I'm sweating right now or how I may be completely spent by the time I call Johnny Lightfoot and I may just go ahead and let him do the episode and I'll just kind of go hmm uh uh-huh, yeah oh yeah What's up, Steven? Hey, Johnny Lightfoot, how are you?
1: I'm doing great, how are you?
0: I'm good, I'm really good. Been quite a busy day, and a busy week. So I understand, via Facebook, you have been to Captain America Civil War?
1: Yes, sir, twice.
0: So, tell me, did you a uh, first night, like you were with Batman vs. Superman, and, and many other movies before that?
1: Yes, I went, uh... Thursday night with a couple of co-worker friends and then uh, I went by myself on Monday
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm now you know many of our listeners know that you are a DC guy first and foremost
1: correct oh yeah just not on the same level but I still I still really like it and you know up until probably like 2005 when I was working at a comic book shop and it was actually the Marvel Comics that turned me off of Marvel to where I would no longer read Marvel Comics, but their movies are so good. I, I, still, I still enjoy them.
0: Yeah. So we're doing this episode. This is a mini episode of Thunderpop where we're going to talk Captain America Civil War. It's a job. We try to save as many people as we can. Sometimes that doesn't mean everybody. But you don't give up.
1: New York. Washington DC. Sokovia. Okay, that's enough. Captain, people are afraid. That's why I'm here. We need to be put in check.
0: Whatever form that takes, I'm game. I'm sorry, Tony. If I see a situation pointed south, I can't ignore it. Sometimes I wish I could. Sometimes I want to punch you in your perfect teeth. I know we're not perfect. But the safest hands are still our own.
1: To watch their back this doesn't have to end in a fight tony
0: you just started a war the third installment in the captain america series the i don't know how many episodes of the avengers universe series that they've made it would have to sit here and count and it might take a long time but they're getting pretty far in now Uh, So this is sort of a mini episode that will serve as a reaction show to Captain America. There won't be any of the usual stuff that we do in a full episode, and it won't even be as lengthy as a Thunderpop Extra, just sort of a mini episode so we can get our our response and reactions thrown up really quickly. So a new review system here at Thunderpop, Johnny, instead of giving it a grade, instead of giving it stars, we can give it Thunderbolts.
1: Thunderbolts, nice.
0: thunderbolts so obviously it goes from zero which would be a horrible movie zero or it would be a movie that you would really just be jumping off a bridge trying to find a bridge to jump off while you're in the theater or five thunderbolts which would be the gold standard empire strikes back type movie five thunderbolts so we'll go anywhere so five let me see five is an a four would be a b you can give it three thunderbolts which would make it C, two thunderbolts for a D, and one thunderbolt for an F. So you get the opportunity to give a movie as many as five thunderbolts.
1: I'm going to give this one a 4.3 thunderbolt. And what that is, is the fourth Thunderbolt. It's one of those Thunderbolts that, as it's about a third of the way through the sky, a second one splits off of it. So that's my 4.3 Thunderbolt.
0: And then, a, actually, it sounds more like I'm snoring than doing a Thunderbolt sound. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it to the sound sound effect button to make that sound effect. Breaking, you know, I, Breaking down this movie, I'm going to, first, you tell me, you know, And you're, you've, you've seen all the Avenger movies, so you've been following the, the Avengers universe, so you know where Stephen Rogers would be, and Tony Stark is at this point in their history with the uh, cinematic universe of Captain America. So tell me, going into the movie, what did the movie need to have for you in order for it to be a success, and did it check those things off the list?
1: Um, I'll say what it needed to have, first and foremost, was... Some emotional connection. Mm-hmm. We've been we've been with the Marvel Cinematic Universe for now eight years since Iron Man one.
0: Wow, so, it has been yeah, golly.
1: So we need to have some connection to these characters. We need a feel for them. We need to gravitate to them. So that was one thing I needed. Second thing I needed, I needed amazing action. Uh, I needed good action set pieces, I needed good fight scenes, I needed it to feel real. I didn't want it to feel like a civil squabble, I needed civil war. And thirdly, I needed to have the introduction of our two main new characters be fulfilling. Mm -hmm, mm
0: -hmm.
1: And I will say I got all three.
0: Yeah, that was a big one for me, was the introduction of the new characters for that to to really feel fulfilling and not be sort of just a side, kind of a look, quick side little thing that was thrown in there just to you know, get people excited about, more, even more excited about the movie. So, so definitely you felt like it was more of a civil war than a civil squabble. They, yes. You felt out, like they out, that. Out,
1: yeah, out, outside of, um, what's her name, uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye when they were fighting, yeah. I think that was the only one that seemed like a civil squabble. But then uh, Scarlet Witch changed that up real quick when she grabbed Black Widow and flung her across the way. So
0: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: outside of that, yes, people people were going for blood.
0: And then they sort of, it looked like things had sort of been smoothed out. And then here's a spoiler alert. Spoiler alert, if you have not seen this movie, don't go any further because it gets a lot of spoilers coming up. The uh, of course the thing, you know, as the movie gets to its climactic, you know, pursuit of our villain in the movie and you finally yeah. have Iron Man sort of working side by side with, with Bucky and, and and Captain America, then suddenly or the winter soldier, rather, I guess I could say, then all of a sudden once again, like much like in Batman versus Superman, the villain sort of finds a way to kind of turn our heroes against each other once again. And then that footage, the video where he sh- he sh- rolls out that video and we see Tony Stark's dad and mother being killed cold-blooded by the Winter Soldier.
1: Yes, yeah, very very emotional and that was kind of uh, you know right out of left field for me. I did not see that
0: coming. No, me neither. I thought maybe things were kind of you know smoothed out. And that was going to be one of the things people were complaining about ahead of time when people already start complaining about a movie and giving it a review before the movies even come out. It was, oh, I hope they don't settle this civil war too quickly. You know, where it's like a, like you said, a civil squabble. Where it was like going to be a 15 minute civil squabble and then all of a sudden they're back together again and everything's kind of smoothed out. Um, for me on this one, uh, I'm like you. I, I'm going to give it a 4 and 0.25 thunderbolts
1: okay so, so you're, you're almost right there with me then
0: i'm right there with you i'm right under you just just on that on that score but not very far under it uh for me this felt much more like a an avengers movie than an actual captain america movie it's a captain america movie in namesake it's a Captain America sequel in namesake. It's part of the uh, now a trilogy of movies that is part of the Captain America series officially. But it definitely felt much more like an Avengers movie, even without the Hulk and without Thor actually in the movie. It's still and without Sam Jackson, it still felt to me much more like an Avengers movie, more so than than the two previous Captain America movies. So, as a Marvel movie, as an Avengers movie, it rates really high for me. I'm still not sure if it was my favorite. I know a lot of people have said it's... I don't know if anyone has has come out right and called it their absolute favorite in in the uh, reviews online, but almost everybody would say, oh, it was one of their favorites. And I'll agree with that. It was one of my favorites. It's in the top tier. I think I, I actually might have enjoyed uh, Captain America Winter Soldier just in terms of like a popcorn, bubblegum, soda pop movie. By itself, maybe a slight bit more, um, for the simplicity of it, I thought they accomplished a lot in Winter Soldier and in the first Captain America. As far as origin movies go for superheroes, I thought it was one of the best origin superhero films I had ever seen.
1: Well, Winter Soldier is definitely, that's, that's my number one Marvel movie, mm-hmm. is so Winter Soldier. Yeah, so
0: you, you get right there with me on that, too.
1: It, it, it's just like a, it's a political thriller Mm-hmm. Mixed in with superhero genre, and I just think that's a fantastic movie.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I know a lot of people like that movie. There were a few uh, sour pusses that didn't, you know. But uh, yeah, it was it was a great one. So there's another, another thing we agree on. Damn it! Is there anything we can argue about? Dis-
1: oh man, uh, I will say uh, I don't I don't know if you have the same sentiments, but I think Marvel again. Uh, did not hit the target with their villain uh, I don't know what it is about Marvel but for some reason Loki seems to be the only villain they can really like strike a chord with me with mm-hmm. I felt Zemo was it was a little shallow I thought his plan was too intricate for what he was trying to do and in the end like I understand his plan you have to tear them up from within but it was just so intricate for what he was trying to do, and just and I love the actor Daniel Bruhl, but uh, in the end, I just felt he was a weak villain
0: mm. yeah, I, I could agree with you that. I don't think uh, he came up as short for me as Lex Lut- Luther. Uh, portrayal in Superman versus Batman, but I do think that you're right. I think you might be onto something there with, in terms of some of the villains in the Marvel universe. Although I did enjoy the uh, arch nemesis in the first Captain America movie, I liked Robert Redford as an antagonist in the uh, Winter Soldier. As information regarding the death
1: of Director Fury, he refused to share it. As difficult as this is to accept, Captain America is a fugitive from Shield.
0: Sir, We found him. He's at Twenty First and F. But yeah, we we still have we still had that just that really epic big epic villain that sort of is ominous, kind of like uh, the um, in the Dark Knight when we had Bane. It's a good villain. Yeah, Bane villain.
1: and and Joker. And Joker. And Ra's yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, even uh, going even going with uh, if you want to go back even further in the Batman series in the Batman world. Uh, you know the uh, villains in the original. I think Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. You
1: know, yes, and, and Danny DeVito's Penguin,
0: and Jack Nicholson too. And you know, in his portrayal And Jack Nicholson, we really haven't had a bad Joker in a cinematic Batman. If you think about, no, it. no, I mean,
1: from Caesar Romero to Jack Nicholson to Heath Ledger, and now, I mean, based on the trailers, Jared Leto looks like he he's gonna he's gonna kill it. So
0: yeah, oh yeah, yeah, he's he's poised and ready. Uh, and they and they landed. I mean, landed in the right spot, and they landed in the right spot with Jared Leto. As far as everything I can tell so far, from what I've seen in the trailers uh, for the Suicide Squad, uh, is for sure. You know, I was reading earlier, and I mentioned this because I know there's already you know the rumors coming up for Thor, uh, for the next Thor movie it has Tessa Thompson from Creed coming in uh, and joining the Thor cast for the third installment Jared, of it.
1: Sing the chorus of "Eye of the Tiger." And you're a good singer, so this is a good one. No, I don't know. It's, it's the I am the daughter, it's the heat of the chair. Da, 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 super good. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't know any of And, and so there's
0: already speculation of what she's going to be playing, whether she's going to be the new female lead, especially with Natalie Portman making an exit from the series, whether she's going to take over that, that role or whether she might be a new superhero, because we have, you know, that's a possibility. Yeah.
1: Yeah, from what I've heard, through the mumblings and grumblings... Marvel rumors in your face. ...is she will be Valkyrie.
0: Ah, interesting. So that's something that, uh, like, Vanity Fair was one of the places I read the story. They had not even hit upon that. Uh, so that's interesting. They were they were even going as deep as maybe she's the new Captain Marvel.
1: It hey, is gold. The purest I've ever seen. So long as the golden scorpion may fall into the hands of selfish men. It is the duty of Captain Marvel to protect the innocent from its evil use. But who is Captain Marvel? You are my son. Uh,
0: It'd be interesting, but I don't foresee that being kind of the plan where they're going to go that route for Captain Marvel. but. Was interesting but yeah i think it could be an interesting play there the reason why i mentioned that though is one of the, the critiques against marvel few critique critiques that you could have against marvel is people have said they've also come up short in their efforts to try to create a romance with the characters they've they've you know they sort of had that thing with black widow and the hawk and that sort of just hasn't gone anywhere and then there's been the you know there's steven rogers with the closest they've, probably the only thing they've really that's really gelled has been the Steven Rogers character with uh, the original Agent Carter. You know that definitely, but that was kind of yes. one movie, and then it's sort of like Titanic. It sort of kind of ends in tragedy, where he gets frozen and goes off, you know, into the uh, into the unknown until he's, you know, he's he's hatched like an egg later on. But then he comes back, and she suddenly she's like, you know, a hundred years old which is kind of a sort of a, a damper on on things if, you know, if you're thinking about your next hot date with Agent Carter and the next thing you know she's she's a pruned-up 100-year-old woman.
1: Yeah, and, and even in Death, she, she does play a, a pretty pivotal role in Civil War um, mm-hmm. in that, you know, Agent 13 kind of reciting uh, Agent Carter's, you know, quote to her is, you know, you need to know when to budge and when to not. But you need to know when you have a feeling, you hold your ground. And that's where Captain America really puts his foot down and is like, I'm not signing anything. So it's because of Peggy Carter that Captain America is holding his ground.
0: Yeah. Other thing I noticed in this movie that I don't know if you had already had kind of you're really good at predicting things ahead of time and sort of forecasting on the movie's you d- d- done so well with Superman versus Batman and Force Awakens on-, on a lot of that, but the this movie sort of now starts to appear more and more that Tony Stark has really started to keep tabs on the other supernatural, unhuman people on the planet that have these uh, these supernatural powers. He seems to be kind of keeping tabs by way of that's how he knew about Spider Man and sort of seemed to be familiar with even some of the new other new characters. As they were coming in, it was kind of like, oh, yeah, I knew about you. And sort of you get that vibe. He doesn't really say that, but you sort of get that vibe that he kind of knew about some of these other characters. And then, of course, then Spider-Man, he's keeping tabs on Spider-Man by way of uh, his um, artificial intelligence and his technology and Big Brother cameras and probably drones and whatever else he has flying around. And he has footage and knows about Spider-Man. Suddenly, you know, there he is. He's at Peter Parker's apartment in New York.
1: Yes, and in that way, he's a lot like uh, Batman from the comics. Uh, Batman, he's very untrustworthy of people with powers. Yeah. And so he does keep tabs on them, and it does eventually bite him, you know, in the rear. Uh, And it's fun to see that Iron Man has evolved so much, and Captain America, from their first movie to now. Tony Stark started out as an arms dealer. He realized the mistake of that. He evolved to where he wasn't going to sell arms anymore. He evolved even more to where we need to be kept in check. So he's gone from somebody who just didn't care to where he's now. We need to have restraints. Captain America, on the other hand, has kind of gone on the reverse. He started as a soldier who just followed orders. He did what the government told him to do. He did it in Winter Soldier he felt betrayed because the organization he was working for was being controlled by an evil organization and now he doesn't trust government interference whereas Tony is the opposite. So they've kinda of gone on alternate growth path.
0: And so now you think that he's going back to him keeping tabs on Spider Man and sort of having this Bruce this this Bruce Wayne like kind of stretch and reach and being able to technologically keep track of so many things, you must you must now know, or we must now know, kind of a, a thing that's sort of revealed from that, is that he probably knows about uh, Daredevil, and he probably knows about Jessica Jones. He's got to know about some of these other, you know, uh, soon Captain Marvel, some of these other superheroes that have not kind of come into the fold yet of the Avengers, but sort of in the same universe, wouldn't you think?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, he's definitely keeping tabs on people and uh, knowing where they are, knowing what their capabilities are, uh, probably putting together contingency plans in case for any reason these people with these superpowers for some reason decide to go rogue, a la Jessica Jones, uh, you know, finding contingency plans to where if they should happen to go rogue, we can stop them.
0: Yeah, yeah. Which now he's sort of in that has moved to that side of the line in the Civil War. So we knew at the release of Batman versus Superman, and we knew way before that you're a team Batman when it comes to the Superman versus Batman rivalry. So now in the Captain America versus Iron Man, were you team Iron Man or were you team Captain America?
1: Well, and, and I said this on my my Civil War reaction, which will be going up on YouTube tomorrow. Um,
0: Look, and, and by the way that's at Boy Wonder Broadcast on YouTube All right, and-
1: I went in Team Spidey simply because Spider-Man and Daredevil are my two favorite Marvel characters so I was Team Spidey all the way Spider-Man which I thought was fantastic in this movie I think he has great potential I think they're going the way of the comics um, so by proxy I was Team Iron Man in terms of how I felt morally, I went in Team Cap, but then by the end, I felt where Iron Man was coming from, especially like with his parents and everything. Because I know that if it were my parents, I would have felt the same way as as Tony.
0: See, mm-hmm. and we were talking about uh, Spider Man. Man, I'm glad we finally got like a young, hot like Aunt May ins- instead of like like the. Kind of old grandma Aunt May.
1: Oh man, Marissa Tomei was and and they commented on it in the movie. Tony commented on it.
0: Oh yeah, he made reference. I mean, it's like and now especially with uh, his his you know he's on a break with you know his love interest Tony Stark's love interest. So there is Marissa Tomei, the new Aunt May, and it's like wow, it's like okay, great. It's like I hadn't really seen her. And much since I think The Wrestler, although I'm sure she's been in, in a handful, she's always working. She's always in something big or small as far as movies. Uh, so I'm sure there's some movies she's been in that I just totally missed. But the last one I re- recall seeing her in, in the last few years with The Wrestler. And of course, in that movie, she was sort of just kind of playing a stripper, playing an older kind of kind of in, the, yeah. in her twilight of her career stripper, you know, sort of probably should have already gotten out of that line of work. Uh, but it, you know, and it paralleled the character and the wrestler uh, that uh, Mickey Rourke was playing. He was playing like the wrestler that should have already probably had found a new something new to do, and so they their characters had a lot in common. But then to see her all cleaned up, and there she is, kind of a little more wholesome, but a little bit sexy all at the same time. I like that 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 direction they took with Aunt May, and I hope we see a lot more. Of her. Well, we will see a lot more of her because we got the the Spider Man standalone coming up. Yeah,
1: we've got uh, Spider Man Homecoming. And they've already confirmed uh, Robert Downey Jr. for being in that as well. So who knows, you know, Tony Stark being Peter Parker's mentor, you know, maybe him and Aunt May, you know.
0: You got to think if he's coming in to the going to be working on the uh, movie in the standalone, he's already kind of was starting to plant the seeds a little bit in in this uh, Captain America movie where he was sort of, you know, Already starting to work his work his Tony Stark magic in there, and he's on a break. He's a free man right now. It's totally f- fair game. So we'll see. Yep. Yeah, Tony, yep. Star- Tony Stark's going to be uh, kind of working that a little bit. Uh, I got one thing for you. So you're Team Iron Man By at this proxenia. point. I mean, and
1: then also, 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 I understand Black Panther, and he was amazing. Oh, so that was yes. Between yes, Spider Man and Black Panther, I, I had to be Team Iron Man.
0: I can't, I can't tell you more uh, of how and, and blown away I was by the Black Panther, and how I am excited for Ryan Coogler in the the standalone Black Panther movie now more than I ever was, and the, the work they did on the costume, the actor that's playing him is amazing and just some small little things we saw kind of towards the end of the movie and uh, when they came back after the credits and we saw where that where you know captain america and uh, the winter soldier are now uh and sort of in the black panthers kind of hideaway there in the jungle uh i got very excited for uh and you would think maybe uh, we'll see uh um stephen rogers in maybe the uh, possible well it's i think the black panther movie could be more of a prequel is that true to this, um, to this movie, or maybe not necessarily.
1: Not, not, not necessarily, because this essentially, and I wasn't expecting this. This was kind of his origin. I mean, it was. He was just. Yeah. He was just. A, I was not expecting him to be in the movie as much as he was. Yeah. And everything with him, he is essentially the unstoppable force. Yeah. Because he will not quit, and. You get his origin, his father dies, he thinks it's Bucky, he will stop at nothing to kill Bucky. Yeah. He even has that scene with Captain America where he, you know, basically tells him, you know, how long, he said something along the lines of, I'm the Black Panther, and now due to the death of my father, I'm also the king of Wakanda. How long do you think you can protect your friend from me? Yeah. And I mean, he is, and Scarlet Witch, those little electric bolts, they normally knock people out. He just kept coming.
0: Have you noticed in the uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, the Achilles heel, the weakness, the thing that sort of can hold back each superhero, where in the DC Universe, it, sometimes it's kryptonite, like in the case of Superman. But in the Marvel Universe, in these movies, it's been a person. Like, an actual person. Like, with Thor, Loki seems to be kind of the thing that's sort of his his weight that kind of holds him back t- and causes him havoc. And for Steven Rogers, Captain America, it's Bucky, sort of, with uh, the Winter Soldier, that kind of seems to be his Achilles heel that seems to hold him back a little bit and becomes his weakness.
1: Yeah, and I, I will say, like, I mean, Bucky, for him, growing up, was essentially like a big brother. Yeah. And so they were more than friends. And then so for him to find out his older brother, his friend, was alive was a big deal. Yeah. And I love all the scenes with with the two of them. And I love the scenes with Bucky and Sam, who is Falcon. Mm -hmm. The two of them, because Sam is kind of Captain America's, he's his new buddy. And then you have this old buddy from the past come in. And all of a sudden you feel kind of threatened. So like when they're in that bug and Bucky asks, can you please move the seat up? And Sam's just like, nope. And then when the two of them fight Spider-Man and Spider-Man comes in and and knocks out Falcon and the two of them are fighting and then Sam comes back in and Falcon, Winter Soldier and Spider-Man are all fighting and Falcon knocks him out using, uh, I think his name is Red Wing, that little remote control guy. Yeah. And Bucky is like, really? You couldn't have you couldn't have used that in the beginning? Like, their little banter, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm the best friend of Captain America. No, I'm the best friend of Captain America.
0: Yeah, and those characters have great chemistry, too. The character, I mean, uh, play the uh, Captain America and Bucky, Winter Soldier, mm. the two actors have always had a really good, you know, on-screen chemistry with each other i think they really like enjoy work with each other and that's sort of something with with all these characters i mean the uh, robert downey jr they found sort of a really good working on-screen relationship robert downey jr off of uh mark ruffalo and and uh scarlett johansson and uh the, the chemistry they have on screen seems remarkable much like we saw in the, in, over the years with Star Wars, and they they were always able to put together, you know, Harrison Ford with Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher, and always a really good rapport and on screen chemistry with each other, and and oh, working yeah. on okay. the way they work off each other.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. And you know, speaking of Star Wars, how about the the Star Wars reference?
0: Yes, I was going to ask you about that. And see, there you go. So now Marvel and Star Wars both now a part of Disney uh, under the same uh, mouse ears. Uh, rather than Umbrella, under the same mouse ears. But there, there now we get an Empire Strikes Back reference in a Avengers movie. And by the way, that was another, to me, reveal, or if you want to call it Easter egg of sorts, that will unconfirm all of the rum- rumors that were online about a possible Avengers-Star Wars crossover. Because now they've acknowledged in the Avengers universe that Star Wars is a fictional movie in their universe so yeah. that so any 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 po- possible uh nonsense that people were uh, on the web saying oh there's going to be an avengers star wars crossover it's not going to of course that's ridiculous there was never that was never going to be to begin with but that at least the, i wonder if that do you think it was sort of a sneaky way to kind of say "Ha, ah, here you go for all those people that made that joke here you go
1: oh yeah it, it, it was just a way for them to uh throw in that hey by the way We're all under the same
0: hood, but this ain't happening. And of course, it was more likely to happen in an Avengers movie, being that they're in present-day 2616 Earth, than it would have been in a Star Wars film that they would make a reference about the Avengers, where that would have just been that that's more of a kind of a fantasy Western, sci-fi Western, that sort of is in a completely different plane. Oh yeah, definitely. For them to make a reference of Avengers would be would have been ridiculous. So the only way they could done it could have done it is to have done it within a the realm of now a Gal- Now a Guardians of the Galaxy crossover with Avengers one of these days maybe possible. I don't think it's going to happen for several years, but that at some point possible. I think.
1: Well, Guardians with Avengers were definitely going to happen. Yeah, Guardians of Star Wars.
0: I don't know about that. No, yeah. And I think that's like I said that has been kind of thrown out the door now. You know, Avengers has their own uh, space universe. You know, they've got Thor, yeah. which is in a different planet. They've got their you know Guardians of the Galaxy, which is taking a travel into an, into another galaxy, but it's it's their version of that galaxy. So, it has their it has the ability to stretch out into other planets. Um and will and already has. Uh there's been an alien invasion. Um, so you know, there's there's Thor who's basically an alien as well from another planet. So that that crossover in other ways is gonna happen for sure. I got something here for you. Go. Of course, that's the uh, Star-Spangled Man from the original uh, Captain America, and he's a far cry from that place now. Oh, yeah. Hey, Johnny, I can't thank you enough for joining me on this. We've got a new uh, full episode coming up next week with Johnny where we're going to be breaking down some new Star Wars rumors that are already on the web for Star Wars Episode Eight. And there'll be some few other buttons and whistles in there. Uh, Rogue One uh, trailers already online. And how far out do you think we are from an actual Episode Eight trailer? Do you think we're several months away from that still?
1: Oh, man. I'm trying to think what the next, like, Disney-inspired movie is. I would say we're probably not going to see a full trailer for Star Wars until at least june or july june there's not a whole lot of blockbusters coming out i think the only big tentpole movie coming on june is uh the second ninja turtles yeah so there's not really much to like premiere it in front of yeah but i mean then again i mean we got assassin's creed on jimmy kimmel last night so
0: you never know you never know they might and sort of keep us off our toes a little bit or keep us on our toes. I don't know. Tip-tip toes. Ballet toes. I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, exactly. It's been such a long day. My caffeine's kind of worn off. I was kind of hoping you were just going to do this whole like thing. I was just going to sit back and just <laughs> and just hum while you, while you did the whole thing. But I, I interjected a little bit more than I expected. Hey, man. This has been a mini episode of Thunderpop where we broke down Captain America Civil War. Look for Tomorrow, this weekend, on YouTube, Bad Boy... I'm sorry, Bad Boy. Bad Boy is as a DJ friend of mine from San Antonio. Yeah. Boy Wonder broadcast. I actually do. I know a disc jockey. He goes by the name Bad Boy. And now he's working at a Tejano radio station in San Antonio. But you Boy Wonder broadcast on YouTube. Yes. Yeah. And you're going to have your full reaction to Captain America Civil War on video, on YouTube this weekend. Yes. And any new unveilings or unpackagings? Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I have a Black Series Finn as FN 2-1 whatever he is. A uh, Black Series figure. So it's Finn as a Stormtrooper. Nice. I have a Black Series of that I need to get done. And then I have an old Han Solo Black Series Oh, I can't I'm going to be that. doing a review on, and then I also have a Nightmare Batman figure review I'm going to be doing, which is from Batman vs. Superman. It's the Batman from the dream sequence, where he's got the drench
0: coat, oh, yes. and goggles, and everything,
1: so I'll be doing a review on that as well.
0: That was such a cool uh, war- costume. Oh, yeah. I'm very. Well, I'm looking forward to all those. Thank you again, Johnny. I look forward to having you back in studio again soon. And we've got another episode, full episode with him coming up next week. That's about episode eight rumors and possible spoilers in that episode. We'll see. And uh, usually there is. Sometimes the rumors turn into spoilers, and sometimes they just turn into laughable jokes that, that I can't believe that, that we actually thought that was going to happen, but they fooled us sort of things. But uh, when Johnny's here, a lot of what he says, I'm telling you, he's, he's right on about a lot of things, especially as he gets more clarity and time with the trailer, then he's really going to be able to start piecing things together on, on Episode 8 and Rogue One, for that matter. Yeah, be careful. Yeah, be careful. He'll spoil the movie for you before the movie is spoiled. He did predict... And another spoiler alert here, he did predict that Han Solo was going to get killed, and he called that way ahead. All right, Johnny, we'll talk to you soon. This has been a mini-episode, The Civil War Response. We'll talk to you soon, Johnny. All right, man. Peace out.
1: I lied. Sound pop. Sound of
0: pop. Sound of pop. Oh, Sound of pop. Oh, yeah. This was a hit the bricks production. <laughs>